0: Paola Navone is an art director, architect, product, and interior designer. After studying architecture, she moved to Milan, where she now runs multidisciplinary studio Otto. Design Anthology Managing Editor Simone Schultz sat down with Paola during Singapore Design Week to record one of the legendary designer's first ever audio interviews. This is The Design Dialogues. thank you for being here with us today. We're here in Singapore recording live from the halls of Fine Design for Asia. I know Asia has a very special place in your heart and indeed your history. We were just talking about it on the walk over here. How is it being back? How is it being in Singapore? Uh, ciao, first.
1: <laughs> uh, Asia, I have no idea. Asia, I started to travel in Asia mm, long time ago and then I like, so I start. To um, also working in a project. Uh, I'm very fascinated by craft. Uh, I'm a designer, I'm Italian, I'm curious, so uh, all these things together um, somehow uh, give me the possibility to. Develop uh, some very beautiful, interesting project in the Southeast Asia. Some projects were in a specific country, like um, in Thailand, in uh, Philippines. I did uh, several projects in the Philippines or um, Indonesia. Uh, other projects were in several countries together promoted by United uh, Nation in Vienna Unido Vienna and um, that's it the objective was to develop like exactly what I do in Italy working with one factory here the difference is you work with many factories objective was the private sector to come across about uh, trend and news uh, to contact the design world because it was difficult at that time. Also for them to travel or or to talk to people in our field. Then, at the end of this uh, exercise, there was a very special um, objective. We we were bringing the result of this um, work in Europe, in a fair, like a real, you know, like a producer or coming from France or from Italy or whatever. So, And we had a, some very, very beautiful uh, uh, success there. Still now, after, I don't know, maybe more than 20 years, when I walk around the fair in Asia or sometime now in Paris, they come. I meet uh, these people that they are uh, doing their own business uh, in a small scale or maybe big, bigger
0: scale, and they, uh,
1: they are friends, but uh, old friends.
0: So you are a bit of a connector, bringing Southeast Asia and Europe, since sens- European sensibilities yeah. or European audiences. also,
1: also we, de- I, when I do project in Southeast Asia, of course we. We work with uh, with them a lot. I did a beautiful project in um, Thailand. And uh, the whole hotel was a hotel in Point Yamu Phuket. Um, the whole project is uh, 95% made in Thailand. All the material, all the ties. So I put together all the... Ceramic production, from the artist uh, making a piece unique to the uh, small, uh, low-tech uh, tiles uh, with all, all the other um, factory in the middle. Also, also weavers. They, some of the weavers, they weave a corridor for me, beautiful, like a giant basket. Mm, everything came from uh, Thailand. We bought everything there.
0: Speaking of Thailand, I've read that part of your philosophy is um, this Thai expression, (laughs) Tamada.
1: I learned there is uh, using something very simple, the ordinaire, to become extraordinary.
0: Can you talk about how this concept of ordinary to extraordinary underpins your approach or your practice or your approach to working
1: yeah because it's a matter of uh, um, we are passion- I'm very passionate by craft but also um, simple object of the you know everyday life object and uh, so I look at them as an element sometime in my project they become a huge number of something that you are used to see in one piece in your kitchen, and they become a big installation. Um, Sometimes material that you don't really consider because uh, the fashion is somewhere else, because uh, simply because your system of information is somewhere else. So... Uh, I'm very curious about that. I collect very simple objects all over the world. My house is a mess, like a warehouse. Then I also have a warehouse, and I also have a big office, which is like a warehouse. I mean, and then um, all these things um, get together. Also, I like very much to push elements that don't belong to the same world something very sophisticated very expensive that all of a sudden combine with something simple like we can also say cheap in terms of commercial value but very important and very attractive from me from the image point of view
0: absolutely um, I like the idea that you just mentioned finding something that might be cheap or standard or mm. utilitarian. Um, I think that idea is also seems like reflected in the scale of your work so of course you work for prestigious the heritage brands the Gervasoni, Baxter Armani. But then there's also the the serax green the, it's ubiquitous yeah it's beautiful I love I still love it the
1: Reichenbach people in Germany I met them when the wall Berlin Wall, fell down, this uh, friend of mine told me, oh, please, can you go to see this uh, porcelain, uh, Reichenbach porcelain in one little town called Reichenbach? And uh, it was like uh, finding a little uh, factory producing super quality in the middle of the wood uh, with no information. And they were producing fantastic baroque, uh, product uh, hand paint with the gold with the blood sever uh, super uh, quality but uh, the, the output was something that you buy used to buy 200 100 years ago you know one serving was uh, 250 piece who is buying 250 piece today uh, in porcelain I mean, so it was a um, good food. Or we like each other very much. So we start to work little by little in the factory. We start with a very, very simple first little project, simply using the Baroque line without painting. So the price was completely another word. And the output was so modern, this porcelain, with no glaze, was magic from our point of view. They were absolutely disappointed because they thought, you know, I'm going to make very poor something that they worked all their life to make nice and sophisticated. And then all of a sudden the press, the old magazine, all shops in the world start to buy, so they... Little by little, they uh, they had the right perception that this wall went down, really, for them too, in mm. for their personal life too. Right. So a very interesting story on that uh, uh, going around by factory. <laughs>
0: I think even what you're talking about now using, you know, not using glaze making something small that can be made for everyone and people start to buy it um, there's almost a like a de- democratization right? Crate and barrel, Ikea things that people can have um, easily, you mm-hmm. know they can have multiple of them if they want uh, I-, I wonder through the lens of Tamada, is there a connection between everyday things and everyone?
1: Yes, um, it's very very um something not intentional. I, I work with a factory, um, uh, let's say a little bit, uh, no, I'm not very concentrated in the uh, consumer because I have to uh, take advantage of what the factory knows to do the savoir-faire, the material and help them to produce something that is appealing to us, to our world, etc. And then marketing comes and communication and everything. But uh, the first uh, could occur is uh, who are you, what are you doing there, what is your uh, system of production. this is my really my first attraction and then of course if you work well uh, they become rich they are very happy though (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) see it's true Uh, they believe you but when they make money they believe you more because you know they touch
0: the success is there a tension when you're designing is that something that you consider the success of the end product, oh, yeah, then. of course,
1: uh, yeah. Uh, also, sometimes I work for myself in, in uh, like, like the project in Thailand. We did everything, including all the we design all the cutlery with the system of production of Thailand, which is wrapping the metal like this by hand on the uh, on the fire. Um, uh, all the ceramic beautiful ceramic that we do north of Thailand next week we are going to see them again our people after uh, four years now because uh, also you know reject of production sometime is uh, something to look at because um, craft uh, try to to do what the industry does sometimes when they want to become big and they try to produce many many pieces of one design but they do by hand so every piece is different And but with the idea of selling like the others they separate and they throw everything that is not as perfect as expectation, and they go in the garbage. I visit garbage, ceramic garbage for two years in uh, Thailand, and every I was collecting everything uh, blue, turquoise, aqua color. Every, Every two months, I was sending in Europe a box. After two years, I opened the box and all these ceramics came out and i did a beautiful installation that come 100 percent from garbage uh, everybody that see these things uh, is uh, very very
0: impressed i believe you lived in hong kong for many years yes i the was and i 90s. was
1: there and then uh, from hong kong i was
0: coming in southeast asia to work all, all, all over in this you were using it as your base Design Anthology was actually founded in Hong Kong I live there now (laughs) I have for six years Yeah, it's a very important and and special place for us Um, How do you think that experience Shaped your your outlook and your practice? We talk about East meets West As a bit of a, you know, it's not It is a bit of a platitude at this stage But it does also seem like that's really something That characterizes your work This kind of...
1: Yeah, but it's not intentional, you know Uh, Yeah You... and uh, this air go inside your uh, lung so it's not really that I want to mix I want to mix everything all the time that's the point but where those elements are mixing come from is not so uh, it's not intentional they just uh, somehow fit uh, right there and they go there and then uh, people look from Probably from a, uh, one different point of view, and they they really see um, where the east meets west. For me, is a kind of you know everyday food.
0: There's this phrase that I've read connected to you, ethnic nomad. <laughs> what speak, does that speak to this idea of you just absorbing as you go, picking things up? they all come out.
1: I do nothing, I just go around and look and and then all these things come in my brain and stay there and when I need, when we have a project, poof, 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 all these things come out, but it's not, the analytic phase is 24 hour a day, 360 day a year, but the synthetic moment is just very fast. When we work on a project, we have a lot of things that just come out like this. And then uh, our projects are very fast. We do very fast. But then you have to build and then you have to follow up construction. That's another story. But um, the concept of a project are fast.
0: And what is... Back to this idea of an ethnic nomad, what, how would you describe it? What, what does it a mean? Nomad for you? because
1: I go around all the time. But I, you see, it's not really traveling. Is a, is not really uh, how many kilometers you put from your uh, starting point to your arrival point? Because I can travel to supermarket, I stay there two hours, and then I go home, and I have a lot of idea in my brain. I can travel to Tokyo, I can go back to Switzerland. It's um, more the attitude and and the curiosity of going around.
0: uh, This idea of traveling every day, or finding travel (laughs) in every day. You You
1: can also travel without moving. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love the idea of that. I think you must be quite a creative, perceptive person to find inspiration. I mean, no, the super- I find inspiration in the supermarket too, but it's normally what to cook for dinner. Can you can you talk about that idea? How would you say you travel every day?
1: Yeah, but they are not classified. They are not classified. They just go in a, this kind of basket. And then somehow, maybe, uh, in a instinctive way, they start to... Group, some kind of bubble start to grow I don't know this I never really thought about that but maybe so when we need to work now we have a, one project here and this morning walking around I decide to uh, how to do the project now I need to sit down and collect things but the idea is there is walking here. Wow. So you're always so,
0: thinking, always processing. I always saw
1: one thing, so nothing to do, but doom, 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 doom.
0: Right. So something sparks an idea that sparks a connection. <laughs> yes. and it, they're kind of somehow connected. Yes. You work between, obviously, scales, architecture, design, interiors, art direction. Do you think there are some common threads or, or values that run through your work?
1: Yes. Um, appreciation for simplicity for um, imperfection, um, marriage of uh, element that do not belong to the same world and all of a sudden they found themselves in the same room and this is the surprise uh, kind of little accident or Which is in a positive way, not in the. So this happen everywhere in every project, and then some project. uh, All the all the interior projects are completely different, one from the other. That's because this job is so fantastic that I don't want to lose the opportunity to have this kind of. Uh, fun energy and so on and so forth when you do design product design you have to be more uh, disciplined because you have to concentrate your energy your decision in one single factory who has a certain capacity certain money certain material so you have to uh, make use of that to produce something that is good for them to uh, grow and, and be successful. But when you do interior, I, I close the project, and when I do another project, it's like writing a movie. One time is a
0: thriller, one time is a love, one
1: time is a... Uh...
0: Let's talk about then, if we're talking about the work that you do um, and, and the sp- span of it. Can you tell us more about your studio, Otto? it's Italian for eight does what yes. does the name mean is it eight yes, like the because number eight
1: when I went back from Hong Kong I need to give a name to the studio Otto is the lucky number in China and everything means money success so I said well you' be better call the studio Otto because it's a good start
0: I think it's amazing that you've got this Chinese this Asian influence then even in your studio name it's not immediately obvious unless <laughs> you unless <laughs> yeah. you ask um, what brought you back to Milan eventually and how does living in and working in Milan which has historically been the center of the design world how does that kind of color your life and your creative process uh,
1: well, I went back to Milano because it's the only city in Italy where you can do this job uh, is uh, everything is a little bit there uh, very near there are a lot of factory uh, is a uh, now more international city than before, but before nothing was better than Milano anyway. The fashion world was there, so that attract special people, press, so I decided to go there. I'm not from Milano myself. I'm, I was born in Torino,
0: and then I start to travel, 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 and then I went back to Milano. Did you always think that you would end up back in Italy?
1: No. No, no, nothing is planned. Everything comes by accident or by luck. And
0: uh, no, no, no. And can you imagine yourself living anywhere and working anywhere different now?
1: Well, I'm very flexible. I can uh, move in many places. Maybe I like more, I like less, but I can. There are a lot of places where I can live. Working is more difficult because I have an office, I have people. You cannot just, me, I can move around, but I cannot go with all these 20 young gentlemen and ladies that are there.
0: So there's 20 people in your team now? Yeah, the Milan? office is divided into part. One uh,
1: uh, section does product design, so work on product for Italian and American company, etc., and uh, the other uh, part of the office, um, work on interiors and uh, work for different clients in a project, the project start and end. So it's another, the, the movie start to turn and then close. And when the story is finished, it's finished, we go to another story.
0: Are you quite a tight-knit team?
1: yes and also when the project is big it's nice because they all go together and they have fun
0: um, coming back to here and now you're just about to give a master class on hospitality with a focus on design across hotels leisure and lifestyle is that correct? Uh, looks you, like yes can you can you share with us and some of the listeners who obviously can't see it um, some of the points you'll be making about this topic are kind of cheat sheet for those of us who for those of the listeners who won't be able to be there what are some of the things you're going to touch on and talk about
1: Uh, uh, talk about how uh, this uh, work this uh, kind of uh, project has had a very uh, interesting evolution and uh, how the scale of the project is shrinking now projects are more sophisticated but smaller. Uh, operation and design work together in order to produce something that is a tool for operation to sell the space and produce revenue. Before was these two worlds were separate. Right. I mean things like that I expect uh, also question everybody is asking me how come that your project is also different so i i want to explain this because it's not very common more normally one studio has one uh, kind of uh, style and uh, when you have a project you adjust your style to the size of that uh, building in singapore that little restaurant somewhere else. We start from scratch, and the starting point is always a meeting, meeting with the counterpart, who is going to, who is asking us to do a restaurant, why. And then we start to write the story for that particular client. And all the clients are different, all the stories are different.
0: And I suppose that gives you a chance to pull all of these f- things that you've collected in your brain and in your warehouses. Also, I to try to it. bring people yeah, to this world. Yeah. And lastly, can you give us a bit of information about what you're currently working on with the team at Otso? Um, What can we see coming from your studio in the, in the near future? We are
1: now working on... Uh, the design people are devel- developing the project for next... Uh, Salone because now finally we have a normal good salone in, in next April and hopefully everything go back to normal. Then uh, um, from the interior point of view we start a project in uh, Portugal in Oporto Oporto is a very Special city. Uh, who, where you can, you go around and you somehow you feel how these people for uh, 500 years travel around the world. They went to India. They went to Morocco. They went to Macau. They went South America. So, and in this little country some somehow this energy went back it is there and people are very nice so we are now working on this then uh, we have a new project in uh, here in singapore maybe in malaysia kuala lumpur i don't know Also, we are working in Bourgogne in France, uh, in an area of uh, this very, very good uh, white wine, the best white wine in the world. Interesting.
0: Amazing, amazing. I look very forward to seeing more of what's coming out of your studio. I'm sure it's going to be varied and delightful. Thank you so much for your time. It's been such a pleasure to meet you and speak with you. And good luck for the masterclass and for the rest of your time in Singapore. Thank you. And I'm sure we'll see you in Milan next year. Oh, okay. I look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Paul